It's Monday, December 4th, and you're listening to Met Radio, 1280 AM in Toronto. Good morning. I'm Gabrielle Hilty, and this is Morning Mixtape News. These are the top stories today. Ontario Liberals have a new leader in Bonnie Crombie. Multiple voting rounds and low turnout marked the internal election. Here in Toronto, a truck with free skate rentals is coming back for the winter. And internationally, a look at the COP28 climate summit. The president says there's no science behind phasing out fossil fuels. Then, Cindy joins with a segment of Canadian Connection. And after, the show rounds off with a weather forecast. Let's look at the headlines. The Ontario Liberals selected Bonnie Crombie as their new leader on Saturday. CBC News reports Crombie will lead the fight to regain official party status at Queen's Park and possibly challenge Doug Ford in the 2026 election. Crombie has been in politics for years, with experience as an MP and the current mayor of Mississauga since 2014. The internal leadership election wasn't a straightforward win for Crombie, after some on her own team predicted she would win on the first ballot. Crombie went through three rounds of voting to emerge victorious with 53% of available points against candidate Liberal MP Nathaniel Erskine-Smith. Global News reports the leadership race saw a boost in membership numbers for the party that largely failed in the last two provincial elections. More than 100,000 people were eligible to vote for the new leader, up more than double from the last leadership contest. The increase in possible participants didn't actually translate into high turnout. Just shy of 23,000 voted in the race, which is less than a quarter of voters. Crombie says she plans to stay on as Mississauga mayor to see through the budgets and resign early next year. The response to the Liberal leadership election from the other Ontario parties was swift. Doug Ford and the Progressive Conservative majority immediately painted Crombie as an elite politician who would raise taxes. They highlighted Crombie as vacationing in a house in the Hamptons. She quickly clarified the house was an inheritance from her family. The opposition NDP first congratulated Crombie and then went on to portray her as too similar to Ford and the Conservatives. Other candidates for the Liberal leadership criticized her throughout the race for taking donations from developers and builders like Ford. Crombie also endorsed Greenbelt land swaps before walking back the position and has said in the past that the Liberals shifted too far to the left. CBC News reports the Liberals and Crombies now take aim at the 2026 election. They said they want to make life better for Ontarians and hammered Ford's track record on healthcare, education, and climate change. In Toronto, a program with free skating equipment is here in time for the winter. CBC News reports the City of Toronto's Skate Lending Library returns for the second year. The program consists of skating equipment that travels around to different city rinks in a truck throughout the season. Deputy Mayor Jennifer McKelvey says the program is a way to make skating available to everyone. The city and program sponsor say they received positive feedback from those who participated last year. The library has skates in different sizes, along with helmets and skating aids for learners to lean on. A full schedule for the locations of the moving library can be found online. The city also rents out skates at permanent locations like Nathan Phillips Square and Dufferin Grove Park, although these sometimes come with a fee. A separate program being introduced for this year's winter season 
lets people with disabilities book sledges from the city for free. While the skate lending library doesn't require reservations, this new program does, with a reservation needed 10 days in advance. The Adaptive and Inclusive Recreation Service then delivers the sledge to the user's rink of choice. Curiosity reports the free skate lending truck will have its next stop at the Sunnydale Outdoor Rink on Friday from 4 to 8 p.m. In international news, the president of the ongoing COP28 Climate Summit says there is, quote, no science, quote, behind the demands to phase out fossil fuels. The Guardian and the Center for Climate Reporting report that President Sultan al-Jabbar said there is no science that getting rid of fossil fuels is needed to restrict global heating to 1.5 degrees Celsius. He also said a phase-out of fossil fuels wouldn't be sustainable, quote, unless you want to take the world back to caves, quote. Scientists and others at the summit called out the comments as concerning, at odds with the United Nations, and, quote, verging on climate denial, quote. Al-Jabra is also a chief executive at the United Arab Emirates' state oil company Adnoc, next to running the current climate summit in Dubai. To date, more than 100 countries support a phase-out of fossil fuels around the world, including the United States. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres spoke to delegates at COP28 on Friday and said, quote, The science is clear. The 1.5 degree limit is only possible if we ultimately stop burning all fossil fuels, not reduce and not abate, phase out with a clear time frame. Quote. The COP26 summit in Glasgow in 2021 agreed for the first time to phase down the use of coal. This was a last-minute watered-down proposal instead of using the wording phasing out. For the current COP28 summit, there are many options on the table. The final agreement could call for a phase-out of fossil fuels, reject a phase-out, only have a proposal on coal, or not say anything about fossil fuels at all. The Guardian reports deep and fast cuts are needed to bring fossil fuel emissions to zero and limit the rapidly worsening impact of climate change around the world. Switching from the headlines to our daily segment, here's Cindy with this week's episode of Canadian Connection. Good morning, Met Radio listeners. I'm Cindy, and each week I'll reintroduce you to Canadian media you might feel connected to or tell you how Canadian entertainment is connected globally. I'll cover it all. Movies, TV, books, anything. Welcome to the Canadian Connection. Two days ago, the 2023 Canada's Walk of Fame 25th anniversary celebration was held. The annual event inducts new members that, quote, shine a light on extraordinary achievements and their successes, according to the website. Members are separated into five pillars of achievement, arts and entertainment, sports and athletics, entrepreneurship and philanthropy, humanitarianism, and lastly, science, technology, and innovation. This year's ceremony's hosts were home renovation superstars, the Property Brothers, and singer-songwriter Deborah Cox, which is an interesting combo. What's also interesting are the 2023 inductees. In the arts and entertainment pillar, iconic pop-punk singer Avril Lavigne was inducted, which surprised me because I kind of assumed she was already in the Walk of Fame. Others included TV personality Rick Mercer, Cree and Métis actress Tentu Cardinal, who this year was in Scorsese's Killer of the Flower Moon. Also, the Degrassi franchise was inducted. I'm not entirely sure how that works, but it's cool. And tons of rock bands were inducted. 
Some include April Wine, Glass Tiger, Chili Whack, and Loverboy. Connor McDavid, hockey player for the Edmonton Oilers, was the only inductee for the sports and athletics pillar. Founders of the clothing brand Roots, famous for its sweatpants, Michael Budman and Don Green, were this year's inductees for the entrepreneurship and philanthropy pillar. They opened the first Roots store in 1973 on Young Street, near Rosedale Station. The brand was created from their love of camping in the Algonquin region. Jurist Rosalie Silverman Abella, the first Jewish woman to join the Supreme Court of Canada, was a humanitarianism inductee. And finally, for science, technology, and innovation, neuropsychologist Brenda Milner was inducted. She pioneered research for neuropsychology, specifically for temporal lobes and memory. She's currently 104 years old. A broadcast of the ceremony will be held on December 16th on CTV. I think it's kind of fascinating to see who gets inducted into these types of things every year, especially because a lot of times, like Avril Lavigne this year, it seems like some people should have been inducted way earlier when they were more relevant in culture. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I'm Cindy Zogu. Thank you, Cindy, for keeping us in the know about our favorite Canadian content. Looking at today's weather, it's cloudy throughout with a chance of rain and flurries in the morning and going into the afternoon. Our high reaches 4 degrees with a low of minus 5 overnight. It'll feel closer to zero in the day with the wind chill, so remember to bundle up. Sports fans will have to wait because the Raptors only play again on Wednesday when they take on the Miami Heat and former Raptor Kyle Lowry here at Scotiabank Arena. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening to Morning Mixtape News with the day's top headlines and stories in just 10 minutes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Met Radio News to stay posted on all the latest content. For Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm your host, Gabriel Hilti. We'll be back tomorrow.